Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of BBP News and another episode of Eye on the Ball. And oh boy, I'm in deja vu. And the reason is I'm recording this for a second time, you guys. Woo! I just went through the entire recording process for this show and then had the entire thing corrupt on me. So we're going through this for the second time here, but it's still going to be just as fun as the first time. I promise you, I'm going to have a lot of fun with this one and there's a lot to talk about. And hopefully, hopefully for me, you know, I went through my spiel the first time through. Hopefully I can just do it again. No mistakes. Probably not, but let's see if I can do it. And we have a lot to talk about here. There's a lot of sports news to get into here. It's been a hectic week for sports. So let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can get into here. And we start off with my MLB predictions from last week. Now, I'm just going to jump right through these real quick, real fast, like actually quick, not me fast that I usually talk about whenever I talk about these predictions. But we're going to fly through these as these are probably my worst predictions so far this year. These are probably my worst MLB predictions so far this season. And it starts with the Orioles-Yankees series where I said the Yankees would sweep this one three games to zero. That did not happen at all. Nope, the Yankees couldn't hit. The Orioles were both hitting and pitching well in this series, and they ended up taking it two games to one. Credit to them for a strong series at the first half of the week. The Yankees came into that one winning, I believe, four in a row. So a bit of a tough loss there, but a bit of a tough skid for them there and ended up in a three-game losing streak for the Yankees as they lost the first one to San Diego. But a strong series from the Orioles made my first prediction wrong. Next, we have the Dodgers going up against the Braves. I thought the Braves had this one two games to one, but nope. The Dodgers came into this one red hot or at least red hot enough to take the series away and make my second prediction of the day wrong as well. They won this series two games to one. And by the way... By the way, when I recorded last week's episode, I had said that I was recording during the night games on Monday night, and the Braves were up 4-1 to in that one, and that's how I was basing my prediction for that series, is I thought they were going to win that game. No. No, they just had to lose that one, didn't they? 8-6 to was the final score of that one with the Dodgers winning it because, you know, the Braves just had to collapse. And granted, it wasn't for the lack of them trying. Ronald Acuna Jr. was uh, making some history in that game with a very, very interesting play, an unorthodox stolen base on a walk. So, you know, he's just such an exciting player. It's insane to me how good he is and how underrated he still seems to be by some. It's nuts. But another wrong prediction on my part there. And next, we get into the Rangers versus the Pirates. I said the Pirates would have a surprise series victory in that one, two games to one over the Rangers. And again, this was a prediction made based off the games going on at the time. And the Pirates were winning, and they did win that first game. However, they collapsed over the next two games, but it did include a close rubber game in game three as they lost three to two. But another wrong prediction for me. This isn't going well at all. I asked for four out of six last week. I'm already 0 for three. Can I get any kind of consistency? Can I get any correct? Well, it's not going to start with my fourth prediction as the Dodgers were in Tampa Bay to face the Rays. I said they'd sweep this series for some unknown reason as the Rays are still playing extremely well. They're still playing their hearts out. And so I don't know why I would ever predict this. The Dodgers did not sweep the series. The Rays ended up winning it two games to one, including game three, where they won 11 to 10. 
you know, we asked for more offense at the start of this season. We asked for more intensity, more athleticism, more offense, and we are getting it. It is insane how high scoring some of these games are, but it's fun to watch. I am enjoying every moment of it, and I bet you the Rays are too, as they are just continuing to dominate 11 to 10 in that third game. That is insane. You know, rough pitching day for them, but the offense just took over. So I guess it doesn't really matter at the end of the day as long as they won. But that is the end of that one. Another wrong prediction. Oh, for four. I'm not liking this, you guys. Now we get into the Blue Jays versus the Twins. I said the Twins would win this series two games to one. And again, it came down to a rubber game as the Twins lost out. They did lose out in this one. You know, they had a couple strong games or really their their only strong game was game two. Game one, a little rough. You know, four to one, they lost that one. They ended up losing game three as well to the Blue Jays, 3-0. And so the Blue Jays took that series two games to one. Another painful one. I'm 0 for 5. I'm 0 for 5. Please, can I salvage a point? Please? Please? Sort of? All right, here's the thing. So the uh, Marlins were in Anaheim to face the Angels. And I said that they would win this series 2-1. to one. And I thought this would be a surprise series win for the Marlins. But they just had to one-up me. Yep, they had to one-up me and swept the series. Three games to zero. Not for the lack of trying on the Angels' part. They did force some extra innings. But the Marlins were just a little better. They were just a little stronger and just made my prediction wrong once again. Although I am giving myself a quarter of a point. A pity fourth. A pity fourth of a point. Because I did get the winner of the series correct. So I'm giving myself a penny, a, a pity quarter of a point. So instead of four out of six, I got a fourth out of six. That hurts. That really does hurt. I hate that so much. But can I redeem myself with this week's predictions? That is the big question. Can I do something right here? And we start out with the, uh, the Blue Jays again. The Blue Jays are once again in my predictions for this week, and they are facing the Brewers in Toronto. And I had the Brewers winning this series two games to one. And this one can really go any direction. Both these teams seem to be incredibly streaky. Neither of them are very, you know, few. There are few games over 500. The Brewers in first in the Central, but, you know, it's a Central. The Central Divisions aren't playing well. Plain and simple. I said that they would be more exciting than they've ever been, both the AL Central and the NL Central. I don't remember if I said that at the beginning of the season or a little ways in, but either way, I did say it. The words did come from my mouth, and instead, they've been as bland and as boring as always. There are only two teams across both divisions, two out of ten, that are above 500 right now. Those being the Twins, who I believe are only one game above 500, and the Brewers, who I believe are two. So, yeah, it's a rough time. It's a rough time in the Central Division. And by the way, the Cardinals are still in last. I just want to point that out for you guys. The Cardinals still in last. So, there you go. But a serious victory for the Brewers in this one as I went on my tangent. It's going to be a close one. It could go either direction. Both teams are known for their streakiness. Next, we get into the Phillies versus the Mets, a rather tough one to predict, but I'm going for a Phillies series victory. I don't know. I'm just a little more convinced by them at the moment. The tw- uh, Not the Twins, the Mets. Wow, we, we, we're not even talking about the Twins anymore. Move on there, guy. But um, no, the Phillies and the Mets here 
neither of them are convincing at this point. But the Mets just seems they seem to be struggling. They seem to go on these random streaks of just not being able to win a game. And it always seems to be against bad teams. The Nationals, I believe they got crushed a little bit by the Rockies even. So they're just not playing pretty baseball. And granted, neither are the Phillies. The Phillies are behind the Mets in the standings by a game or two. But I don't know. I'm just going for them to win this series. It's going to be a close one, and it could go any direction. But that's my prediction. And then we have the Twins versus the Astros. Now we're talking about the Twins. We're back. We're back, Twins. Are you happy? Now we can talk about you. Uh, And I say that the Twins are going to win this series two games to one in Houston. Now, they won game one last night in extra innings, and they have Joe Ryan on the bump today, and he is 7-1 and one on the season with an incredibly low ERA. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head, but he has been so good, and the pitcher he's going up against, I don't even remember who it is. I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to lie to you guys in this one, uh, but what I do remember about the Houston pitcher for tonight is that they did have a losing record, one one and two or one and three, one of the two, either way. I think Joe Ryan just will lock down this Astros lineup. They're not going anywhere. They're not going to do anything in this one. And the twins will win a close one. Maybe like 2-0. I can see a 2-0 win for the twins in game two, followed by a win for the Astros in game three to avoid the sweep. Thanks to Hunter Brown pitching his heart out. He's been so good to start this season. I can't even begin to tell you guys. He's 5-1 and one so far. Let's just put it that way. And then moving into the second half of the week, and we have the hardest series to predict this week. It's the Dodgers going up against the Yankees in Los Angeles. And I do have the Yankees winning this one. It could go any direction. Guys, these two teams are so streaky. It's not even funny. The Dodgers are currently 5-5 five and five in their last 10, and I believe on a two-game losing streak, the Yankees 7-3 and three on a three-game winning streak after going on a three-game losing streak. So anything can happen here anything but I'm going for a Yankees victory they do have Garrett Cole pitching in this series at some point hopefully he can be better than he was against the Padres as that was a rather shaky shaky outing for him but uh two to one series victory over the Dodgers in that one and then we have my bold sweet prediction for the week it's the Mariners up against the Rangers and I say the Rangers sweep this one and it's really an opportunity for them to lock down the AL West They were touted by a lot, including myself, to finish in second, third, fourth, you know, fighting with the Mariners and the Angels for those middle spots and for like a wild card spot, right? And the Astros were going to run away with the league. But no, the Rangers have come out red hot. They currently sit in first with a commanding start to the season. And this is their opportunity to just cement once and for all that they belong at the top. Now, the Mariners are a good team. They've been playing well, relatively well anyway. They've been playing better. They've been hitting better, which is their major, uh, that was their major issue. But I do think the Rangers have an opportunity to sweep here. I think they will. I think they will. So three games to zero in favor of the Rangers in Texas. And finally, we have the Braves going up against the D-backs and an interesting stat for you guys. The D-backs are actually only playing one game worse than the Atlanta Braves. The Braves are 32 and 22 on the season while the D-backs are 31 and 23. So, only one game's difference between these two teams at the moment. The D-backs have been having an incredible start to the season, better than I think anyone expected from them this year. 
you know, ask them a year or two down the line. Yeah, this seems more realistic, but this year they have just been on fire. And I think they could actually take this series. They've been a little more convincing than the Braves, actually, funnily enough. The Braves have been, you know, a little back and forth. They're four and six on their last 10. It's been a tough time for them as of late. But the D-backs, I think, have this one at home, two games to one. But now let's get into the NBA here. And the Eastern Conference Finals came to a close over the weekend. How did they finish out? Well, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I tuned into this one, and you know me. I've said it numerous times on this show. I am not an NBA guy. I've never been an NBA guy. It just hasn't been in me. But I tuned into Game 6 because I wanted to see if the Celtics really could pull off a comeback to tie the series up three games to three. And dang it, they did it. They did it and in dramatic fashion, too, as they went up. 102 to 100 in with just seconds left in the final minute of the game. There were seconds left. The Heat took it up the floor, got fouled behind the three-point line, three seconds on the clock. Three free throws. They land all three. They have a 103 to 102 lead. It seemed like the Heat were going through to the final right then and there. But no, 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 no. No, 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 no. In a matter of three seconds. The Celtics got the ball in, got up the floor, close enough to take a realistic shot at a three. It rimmed out, but then an offensive rebound saw the ball tipped back in at the buzzer, and after review, the Celtics won it. 104 to 103. An insane end to the game. With the Celtics forcing a Game 7 in Boston. Can they complete the historic comeback? Can they do what no other team has done before? No. Nope, they fell apart in Game 7. And what's most disappointing is they had a great start to Game 7. They dominated the Heat on the floor to begin this game for the first few minutes. They went up by, I believe, 5 points. Five or seven points to start the game. Jalen Brown had an incredible start to the game. After having such a rough start to the series, he came back and was looking very, very good. But then it all collapsed. It all collapsed from there. The Celtics kept turning the ball over. They had zero accuracy from behind the three-point line. They had very little accuracy in general when it came to shooting and the heat just could not be stopped. They went on a tear in this one. And the next thing I knew they were up by 13 points and they never seemed to relinquish a 10 point lead. They were dominant in game seven and that's how it finished as the final score was one Oh three to 84. You got to give the heat points for consistency as well. One Oh three, two games in a row. 103 to 84 was the final score in this one. And so they just dominated the Celtics in game seven. So the Celtics do fall short under the pressure, but they did so well to even get as far as they did. But the Heat, congrats to them. They are in the NBA finals and they will head to Denver to face the Nuggets in game one on Thursday, June 1st. And if need be, game seven 
will be on June 18th. So the series will go anywhere within that time interval from the 1st to the 18th. It should be a good showdown. The Nuggets got there by dominating the Lakers four games to zero. So this should be fun. This should be fun. But let's get into European soccer as the leagues are wrapping up here. They are, I believe, all done at this point. So let's go over my predictions and how these top four spots finish across the big five leagues as well as an extra little tidbit for you guys at the end. So we start out with the English Premier League and I had Manchester City finishing in first with Arsenal in second. Those were pretty locked down at the time. This was from two weeks ago, mind you. Then we have Newcastle in third and Manchester, or no, in Liverpool, excuse me, Liverpool in fourth with Manchester United bottling top four. But that did not happen. I have the first two predictions right because, again, they were already pretty much locked in. However, Manchester United finished in third thanks to Chelsea tying with Newcastle on the final day of the season. With Newcastle finishing in fourth, Liverpool had to settle for fifth. So that one, pretty close. Just a few things wrong with that, you know, third and fourth spots. Now we move over to Italy and Syria, where I said Napoli would finish in first. I was already long locked in at that point. Juventus to finish in second, Inter Milan to finish in third, and Lazio in fourth. But no... No, this is not how things finished. In fact, this was a rather hectic end to the season for Serie A, and I think these were my most inaccurate predictions, actually, as it ended up finishing with Napoli in first, of course, Lazio in second, Inter in third, and uh, AC Milan in fourth. So I got two out of four correct. Lazio was in there. I just had them in the wrong spot. Juventus didn't make top four at all which I believe at the time that I was making those predictions, they were in second, so they really fell off in the last two weeks. But, you know, pretty that, that's what makes it exciting. You don't want to be able to predict the top four that easily, even with the you know just a couple weeks left. It's nice when it's all, you know, topsy-turvy and things change and things are exciting. It's just fun. It's just fun. Unlike La Liga over here, which finished pretty much exactly as I thought, except for my shot in the dark, which didn't pay off. As I had Barcelona in first, I was already locked in. Real Madrid in second, Atletico Madrid in third, and Villarreal in fourth. Those were my predictions. Uh, But the reality was, those top three teams, that was correct. Real and Atleti did finish in second and third. But Real Sociedad did finish in fourth. I did mess that one up. Now we move over to France in Ligue 1 and PSG. I had slated to win the league, followed by Lens in second, Marseille in third, and Monaco in fourth. That is all correct except for Monaco in fourth. They fell away for Lille instead. Lille made fourth. Otherwise, I got this one all correct. Still an amazing season from Lens. I just want to point that out once again. And finally, we have the German Bundesliga where... I had all of the teams correct, just all of them are in the wrong places, as I had Borussia Dortmund winning the league, followed by Bayern Munich finally having their reign brought to an end, with Union Berlin in third and RB Leipzig in fourth, but Dortmund collapsed, they tied mines on the last day of the season, they were lucky to get the tie as they went down 2-0 in 25 minutes, and uh, they lost it on goal difference. 
They were tied on points with Munich, but Munich had the far superior goal difference. And so for the 11th year in a row, mind you, two weeks ago, I said seven or eight, I thought, for Munich's uh, win streak in Bundesliga titles, but 11 years in a row, 11 titles in a row. That league is Bayern Munich's bloodbath. They just don't let up. Even when they have a bad season like they did this year, they still win the league. It's incredible. And then RB Leipzig ended up finishing third with Union Berlin in fourth. But I'd say overall, those predictions were fairly decent. Better than my MLB predictions. I'll tell you that right now. But one other tidbit that I wanted to talk about before we head out here is Luton Town. Luton Town has made it to the English Premier League for the first time in their club's history in a, in a stunning, just an absolutely stunning championship final against Coventry City. This game was intense. It finished 1-1 to in extra time, went to penalties, and Luton took it 6-5. to Amazing stuff right there. That is the way you get into the English Premier League. That kind of grit, that kind of determination, incredible. Just incredible. And Luton Town, like I said, this is the first time they've been in the Premier League. They technically were in the top division before the Premier League was a thing back in 1991, 1992, when they were relegated, and they haven't been back to the top flight since. But congrats to Luton Town. I love to see a new face in the Premier League. I hate when it's the same few teams over and over again. So hopefully they can stay up. If they can even stay up for one season, that would be incredible. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the next season. I'm going to miss soccer being around, but it's been a great season. Well, sort of. As a Chelsea fan, it's been painful for me. But it's still still fun. You know, still a fun one to watch. Uh, I will predict the Champions League final next week, as I believe the game is next Tuesday, or maybe it's this Sunday. I don't know. If it is this Sunday, I'll have to double check, but if it is, I'll predict the final in Friday's show, so don't miss out on that. We'll be back with Idiots in the News tomorrow. This is the end of the Eye on the Ball show. We'll be back tomorrow with Idiots in the News. Don't miss out on that. Don't miss out on our clubhouse room at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today, as we will, yes, stream this episode again, but we will also get into other sports news as well. Link in the show notes. But until tomorrow morning, you guys, we'll see you later. Bye, guys.